Okay, all your problems are broken down into three things. Barriers, blocks, and blind spots. Hello everyone, welcome to Fail Fast Podcast. This is Quinn and with me today, we have an entrepreneur that's been in business for over 20 years. He's built large companies and he has what it takes to succeed. His current journey has led to online space and mindset performance training brand that is owned and operated from Arizona. With us today, the guy that has the best backyard view I've seen in a while, Welcome, Reza Rez. What's going on, Quinn? How are you, sir? Good, good. How are you today? I am doing good. I am blessed. The weather is good. I figured I said, please have good weather today so I can sit outside and and do this with you today. So for those of you watching on video, uh, I hope the wind is not an issue, but uh, thank you for having me on. Well, you're welcome. That's uh, that's an amazing spot. I saw some of your pictures and uh, you've fishing out there and walking with your dog and on top of those rocks and that's the kind of place that people dream of going to meditate and, and just relax uh, that's amazing yeah we uh we, we checked out of the city life about two years ago and um you know at, at 36 years old i thought i would be a lot older when i would check out into kind of uh getting away from the city life and i love every second of it i wish i would have done it sooner it's it's a it's a completely different pace of life and you don't have the hustle and bustle. Now that we go down to the city, it's like, oh man, traffic, so many traffic lights and cars and all that stuff, but we absolutely enjoy it. Yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, Rez, tell us, um, tell us a bit about you. What, what is it that you do? Sure. Um, so I am the co-founder of Mindset Performance Training. And what we do is, you know, we specialize in helping individuals that you know, individuals, entrepreneurs, um, consultants, trainers that feel stuck and if that traditional methods of self-improvement aren't getting them the type of results that they want, we help them overcome that by understanding how their psychology works for them. Um, that's pretty much in a nutshell. Okay. And uh, you, you've been doing that for, for a while now? Yeah, several years. So a couple of years ago, um, I've been an entrepreneur for going on two decades now. Um, my, my first getting into entrepreneurial world, I, I figured, you know, I was 16 years old. I said, you know what? My dad has a truck. Um, he has lawnmower equipment and, and lawn stuff. So I'm going to go and start a, a landscaping company. So at 16 years old, I, I took his truck. I filled it up with a bunch of tools. I started a company called top notch landscaping, my entrepreneurial spirit. And I went out there and I grabbed a couple of workers. And the first time I did this, um, I grabbed one gentleman. And we went out there and, and the job was to drop him off and then drop the next guy off and kind of just oversee the job and, and be this entrepreneurial, you know, and, and uh, figure out how to kind of manage people. And this guy was probably easily yeah. twice my age. And we went to the different jobs. And by the end of the day, this guy's like, hey, you know, we had a good day today. Um, I owed him like, I don't know, like 50, 60 bucks at the end of the day. And he said, you know, we had a good day today, but we can work a lot faster and get a lot more done if you had a gas powered blower as opposed to an electric blower, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, I'll pick one up tomorrow and we'll get to work tomorrow again. So I got a guy, I got a guy when he can get it, it's about 200 bucks, but he's a top of the line, they're gas powered, they're gonna last you forever. And you know, if you want, we can go and grab one after work today. I was like, sure, right? Naive, 16 years old. I barely know how to wipe my own ass, right? Yeah. And so we go to this apartment complex and he's like, yeah, stop right here. I can go in real quick and grab it for you. And you already know where this is going, right? Oh. Uh, so, ah. so I gave him 200 bucks cash um, on top of, you know, after he got done, he told me, can I get my cash now for the, mm -hmm. for the day? So I paid him his 50 bucks and the $200. He runs inside the apartment complex. Five minutes goes by. 10 minutes goes by, 15 minutes goes by, and I can't do anything because I got my dad's truck, the back of it's filled up with all these tools, so I can't leave this or else I don't know what's gonna yeah. happen there. And you no, know, needless to say, 30 minutes later, the guy was long gone, he took my 200 bucks, and that was my first lesson in welcome to entrepreneurialism. <laughs> so I learned really quickly that you can't trust everybody, you know, you, you, you be careful. <laughs> 
Wow. And uh, I actually thought that uh, it was he was giving you some good advice and you were no, probably no, no. <laughs> That was my first uh, dose of bad advice, actually, Quinn. Yeah, no, that's yeah, kind of funny that, that, that you actually had one of those experiences. Oh, yeah. I I had this this gardening company too once and uh, I just I didn't have the dad's truck or anything like that and um, yeah but I, I didn't have workers either it was just me and there was no way to actually grow that because it was just me and it was always me mm-hmm. and it was me and some ads online that was it <laughs> figuring it out yeah. yeah so my doing that you know I, I learned very quickly that's not what I want to do my first companies I've had a lot of different companies but my first companies I've been working you know, 60, 80 hours a week, making no money, you know, losing money at times. Mm-hmm. Um, my last company, I had 60, 80 plus employees. We broke a million dollars our first year. We broke $10 million our second year. And so it's, I've, I've, I've learned a lot of things from what to do. And I think more so from what not to do in business. Yeah. And so now what we do right now is something that I truly love from the bottom of my heart. We get to work with individuals that we love to work with. It brings us purpose. It brings us fulfillment, contribution, and and above all, it brings us balance in what we do. So, you know, it's, it's been a long journey. And I think in this entrepreneurial space, you kind of learn what you like to do and what you don't like to do, um, who you want to work with, who you don't want to work with. And it's just lessons. It's never, one of my sayings is never failure. It's just feedback. So it's just been feedback these last 20 years. And I wouldn't change it for the world, man. That's perfect. It's nothing like doing what you really like to do. We want to passion. Actually, you don't consider it work, right? You could be right. doing it. 20 hours a day and it's not work it's just doing what you want doing what yeah. you love so in those um those 20 years of businesses uh you must have had a ton of failures yes is there any in particular that you want to share with yeah. us i mean i think i think all the failures kind of lead to the next chapter in life and we want to kind of learn from the last chapter and all of us are trying to write the best chapter, the best book we can. And we're going to have all different types of chapters, right? Exciting ones up, down, left, right. But the one that I think has landed me where I'm at today, um, you know, after having a company about 60, 80 plus employees, we're doing six figures in payroll every couple of weeks, you know, a lot of movement in the company. I, I thought to myself, I'm not happy doing this, right? It's a lot of movement. I'm busting my butt eight, 10, 12 hours a day. I'm working around the clock. I'm worried about, not 60 to 80 individuals, but they have families and, and we have to support them. And at the end of the day, there's questions and issues that come up with all that. So I sat there one day in my office. I, I distinctly remember when it was. And I sat there and I was just one after another, just knocking on my door like, this is the problem. What, what can we do? This is the problem. What can we do? And I thought to myself, I'm not happy doing this, right? Like it's, it's, I dread coming to work. As much as I love doing what I did with, with people and humans, the work was very draining. So I said, you know, if I wake up tomorrow morning and what would it take for me to wake up and just do the happy dance every single day, right? What would I be excited to do? Same thing that you just you touched on, Quinn, which is, you know, if you're doing something that you love, you wake up and you jump out of bed. You don't need coffee. You don't need five-hour energy. You don't need all these different, you're excited doing it. So what would I love to do if I can wake up tomorrow and do absolutely anything? And I, I kind of thought to myself, I love developing people. I love developing processes. Um, I love developing businesses, especially if I can help a business get to a level or individuals get to a level where they they never knew they even existed. Mm -hmm. So naturally what I did is I thought to myself, I've been in business for 20 years. Um, It comes down to either a product or a service. I don't care what you do. It comes down to a product or a service. So I figured I'm going to get into business consulting. So I got into business consulting, just like the TV shows, you would go in, you know, what do you got going on? Is it your marketing? Is it your sales? Is it your front end, your back end, your attrition, your whatever? And a lot of times people know what it is that they want to be improving on in their business, but they just kind of get lost in the weeds, right? And I need to kind of remember to look up here. I'm looking at your face down here. So, um, so in it, they, you know, they're, they're, they know what they want to work on their business or the personal development world even, but they get lost in, in all the movement and the minutia. So I would sit down with them and say, okay, what do you think it is? And I'd sit down with the CEOs, the CFOs, the COOs, the board of directors, the leadership team, whoever it is that made the, the cogs turn at the upper level. And they would tell me, yeah, I know this is the problem. This is what I want to work on. And I say, okay, I'm going to check out your company and hang out for one week, two week, three week, four weeks at a time to really figure out how is this company processes work? 
How is the right hand talking to the left hand? How does the marketing create leads and pass it on to the sales department? How do they fulfill on it? And because if you've done this long enough, you know that you never go into a company and just start making changes off the cuff. You have to understand it or else when you make a change, it has a, a huge ripple effect that you might not understand yet. So in it, I would go into companies and figure it out. I come back and say, okay, guys, I think I got it. I think this is the problem. This is the solution. Do you guys agree? Do you not agree? Is there any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions? And they would say, no, 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 no. Great. So this is what I say we do. This is the order of operation. I'll be back in seven days. Any questions? No. And I'll come back in seven days. And one of two things would happen, Quinn. One, they would do the list. They say, what else can we do? We did it. This is what we got out of it. We had good results. Or the second group, which I call them the finger pointing group, and they point the freaking finger at every single thing of why they couldn't do it, right? Well, Quinn didn't create leads and Reza wasn't selling. It was a short week. It was a long week. I'm bloated. You know, it's Christmas. It's Hanukkah. Just all the bullshit excuses. Let me give you one second. A helicopter above us here. Football <laughs> as well. You're being spied on. That's yeah, they, they know. Uh, you send your people, Quinn? Yeah. Uh, so um, in it... Um, they would point the finger at all the things of why they didn't do the work. And I'm just like, man, what the heck? What am I doing wrong? And I tell, I'll go over the list again. Are you get, do you have any questions? Nope, no questions. Or they make up some excuses. I come back in seven days. Again, same thing, right? So I thought it was something wrong with me. And at the end of the day, I, I, have, I have a lot of, uh, I care about my clients, right? I put myself in their shoes because I know if they get success, it's, it's reciprocated, right? They, at the end of the day, what we put into it, we get out of it and, and my putting into it, my efforts. And so I figured I need to go read more books about implementation and leadership or execution. So I'm reading all these books. I'm hyper consuming information. I'm like I'm trying to figure out how to get them over this hump. I couldn't do it. And luckily at the time, Quinn, I was talking to a gal by the name of Victoria Larson and um, she was a friend of mine. She was a, happened to be a licensed psychotherapist. And I went to her, I'm like, hey, Victoria, I actually called her brain wizard. I'm like, hey, you're a brain wizard. She's like, don't call me that. I said, no, you know, uh, in all honesty, you know, you work with the brain, you're, you're a licensed psychotherapist. I have a question that I can't overcome myself. She's like, what's that? And I explained the situation. She's like, well, it's easy. It's, it's in their psychology. I'm like, what does that even freaking mean? And she's like, they, they're not getting past it because it's something going on within their, within their mindset. Mm -hmm. And to me at the time, it was like Spanish, right? I didn't, I didn't understand what she was saying. It was a native language. It was a, it was a foreign language to me. And so she explained it to me. She asked me a handful of questions. And with the questions that she asked, I had this like aha moment to understand that it wasn't that they needed more tips and tricks and tactics and strategies of what I was giving them, but they needed to figure out what was psychologically holding them back without moving forward. So that, that was a spark. And the question to her was, why don't adults do the things that we want to be doing or the things that we know we should be doing? And so that was a spark that started mindset performance training. Um, she went back and she said, listen, there's three reasons why people don't do the things that they want to be doing. And I said, thinking in my head, no freaking way. Right? No way. We're so different. We're all human beings. We have different backgrounds. Like, no way it's three things. But it comes down to, well, what I said, I didn't say that out loud. I said, well, what are they? And she said, the first one is fear, fear of failing, fear of rejection, fear of intimacy, fear of the unknown, fear of death, fear of success. Mm -hmm. I thought, I said, okay, it makes sense. What's the second one? She's like, self-doubt. I said, okay, it makes sense. What's the third one? Yeah. She said, negative thoughts, right? not believing in yourself. So I didn't believe it at the time. And being an entrepreneur, I started a, an Instagram page and I started asking this question over and over and over. What's the one thing that holds you back? What's held you back in business? What's the one thing that holds you back in a relationship? And everyone, Quinn, said the same exact thing, but they painted it in different ways. But the root cause boiled down, came down to that. So I think that that's a, a failure in disguise where I thought I could go out there and do it because I had all the tips and tricks and tactics and strategies but I was missing a huge part of it, which was we don't need to figure out how to move forward and up. We need to figure out what the heck's been holding us back. And that's 50% of it. And once you figure that out, it's freaking, it's like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, no, that's, it's genius. As, as you were saying it, I could picture that it is so true that people always think it's 
I don't have the right tools or the, 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 the wrong resources or the wrong information. When in reality, like it's, you, it's the mind. It's, yeah. that's fantastic. And a lot of people do that, right? When there's an issue, what do we do? Especially as entrepreneurs, we go look for the solution. Yeah. Right? We go and look for books and podcasts and we go and look for downloads and webinars and we look for courses and we want to get all this information. I'll tell you what, we have more than enough information out there. The, the, uh, Google is a, is a garbage dump of information, <laughs> right? So it's yeah. not that we need information or else everyone will be successful and healthy and in great relationships. So why is it that we're not where we want to be a lot in, in our lives? It's because we hold ourselves back. We limit ourselves. So it's, it's been amazing. I wish I would have learned this stuff 10, 20 years ago before I started businesses and relationships and partnerships because I was looking at it with just 50%. I was looking at it with one eye mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't even using the left eye. And now it's, it's been completely night and day, man. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. The things you say, it, it, I take it at heart because I've been there as well. And I, I always uh, I think and I still think I wish I knew this 20 years ago or 30 years ago when I was starting up and starting out. And the thing is, even if somebody would tell me that I, I wasn't ready to listen, that's the thing because I probably was told that many times you got to do this and you should do this. And uh, my mom actually has a very open minded and, and she, um, she meditates and, and all that stuff. And for all these years, I actually, I could never even understand why she would do those things, even though she's my mom and try to explain. I didn't care. I didn't want to listen. And now I'm like all the time wasted that I could have been up, uh, uh, you know, performing and yeah. You gotta be ready. You have to be ready. Right. And one of the things we don't work with, with everyone, it's not like anyone just lines up and works with us. One of the things that we look out for is, are they ready? And because, if someone's not ready to start something, I can, there's, there's no, you can't twist. Look, think about it, for example, quitting cigarettes, right? If someone doesn't want to quit, it doesn't matter what you do to tell them or anything. They have to be ready for it. And it's one of those things that I think when, when we're in our 20s, we're chasing this sparkle, right? We're, we're kind of practicing our, our flap and our wings and we're, we're seeing if it works or not. We're, we're not, I want to say everyone's parting, but you're going out there and you're chasing this sparkle. And then you kind of hit your 30s, and not everyone, because some people get stuck in their 20s, right? Some people get stuck in their teens. But majority of people, when they get into their 30s, they start thinking about, well, what is life about? What's my purpose? And then once you get in your 40s, you start kind of slowing down. But I'll tell you what, Quinn, the older that I get, the more I realize, the less I know. Absolutely. That that means that you're you're getting to the point where you you actually want to learn. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to learn. I, I hated school. I hated, you know, going to college and all that stuff. And, and nowadays I actually go out of my way to learn more. To I still can't focus enough to read uh, a, or actual a physical book and go through the pages and read it. I can't concentrate. But I, I, I listen to the books. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I found it to constantly learn and but yeah, I, I, I want it now while before is something I avoided at all costs. Yeah, me as well. I, you know, growing up in school, I was a class clown and high energy and, and um, just screwing around. And why do I got to learn about this and that? And, and now I'm a student of life. I'm always consuming information. But let me try to help you out because what you just said is something that is very common, which is especially in 2018, people can't keep focus. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, and the reason for that, and it's going to make a lot of sense is because with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and all these different social medias and even TV, if you think about it, it's just always consistently, you know, that with that scroll, with that thumb scroll that everyone has, it's just constant information. So our brain actually gets conditioned to get a bunch of, we want that stimulation. So when we sit down and want to, want to focus on something like read, reading a book, your brain's like, this is not enough stimulation for me. So there's a, there's a way to naturally reverse that. And this has worked wonders for me. So that's why I want to share it with you because if it helps, great. Even yes. if it helps one person. Go on walks. Okay? Go on walks and not with your phone, not with music playing, but just regular old, old-fashioned walks. And the reason is because when we're walking, 
the scenery is going to be changing very slowly, right? We don't have commercials popping up and all this yeah. stuff. So as it's changing slowly, it's going to actually reverse that stimulation over and over and over. When you wake up in the mornings, don't jump on that phone. Have yeah. an hour of your alone time before you go to bed. Don't do that because we're conditioning ourselves to want that. So I hope that just helps and, and it does work because it's worked wonders for me. Uh, it, it will for sure. Cause I actually, because I'm aware of, of my focus situation, I'm trying to fix it. So, uh, I don't touch my phone the first hour of the day or the last hour of the day. I don't, uh, I actually set a schedule. So for when I will check emails, I check emails, uh, twice a day, sometimes three times a day. And it's according to, to the schedule because I, I do run several, uh, several businesses. So all emails come into the same yeah. folder. Emails are, the, emails are the devil, man. I know. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yes. So the walks, um, you know, I always, I know the brain always tries to find an excuse why you're not doing things, but uh, I live in Northern Alberta, which is uh, Northern Canada, Alberta. And right now it's minus 20 Celsius outside. I was going to say, it's pretty beautiful there, but not right now. In the summertime, it's pretty nice, right? Yeah, it's actually uh, quite sunny, and it stopped snowing uh, a while back, and snow was almost gone. We had uh, some positive temperatures last week, and today, <laughs> suddenly... <laughs> That's just funny to me, uh, living in Arizona. We're in northern, but positive temperature, it's... it's I don't know, I can't do that. We, we die just talking about cold weather out here. People have pneumonia and everything yeah. in Arizona. Yeah, I actually... Um, for, for 10 years, I was 500 kilometers, uh, north from where I am right now. And that's some very intense weather there. And a regular winter day is minus 40, which actually mm -hmm. is minus 40 is minus 40 Fahrenheit. That's where mm -hmm. they meet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's a regular day where the workers meet up in the morning, have a toolbox talk, and then they go outside and work in the oil field for 10 hours, you know? Oh. You know, we got That's, it easy. A lot of people complain about things and negative 40 and working. That's, that's a whole nother level of extreme. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're still with us. Oh uh, yes. Well, there's a lot of safety involved, so they don't allow you to do anything that can endanger yourself. Right. So, mm. um, yeah. And I, I was, I got to a point that I was there for so many years that, Whoever gets to stay there longer than a year or two is seniority. So sure. I was there for 10 years. So I was indoors all winter, right? <laughs> yeah, next to a hot chocolate and next to a fireplace thawing out. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so here, yeah. what else? What else do we have? So one thing that I want to that I want to let you know is, you know. A lot of people, they're, they're, when it comes to personal development, Quinn, mm -hmm. um, they're, they don't know what mindset really is, right? And this is one thing that I learned. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, what is mindset? Mindset, to me, I would have said tenacity and perseverance and grit and hustle and 10x and all the BS stuff that we hear online nowadays mm -hmm. and I would have, I would have been in the same boat so I can't talk too much crap there and just because I didn't know any better right I thought your, your mindset and if you google mindset there's like seven different versions of what it is and they're all completely different so you know, some people think it's perspective like to you you know what is mindset to you when you hear the word mindset not to put you on the spot here well to me right now mindset is it's hard to explain. Very I, hard to explain. Sorry? It's very hard to explain. Yes, because I, I can picture what my mindset is, but mm -hmm. putting it into words is the, the hard part. Yeah, because it's abstract. Right? It's uh, very I, abstract. Yes. So it's kind of like this. It's right? more, more like a feeling. Okay, so there you go. Some people say it's a feeling. Some people say it's your perspective on the world. Some people say it is you know, what I believe, right? Um, some people say, you know, it's, it's my, the way I think about things. And it, it's, it's not that, right? Those are some things, but it's not the sum of it all. Mm 
So what mindset really is, our, our mindset is broken down into five layers, okay? And so we touched on a few of them, but once you understand this, a lot of things change. So the first layer of our mindset is our thoughts, okay? So that's the voice in our head. And you touched on something where you said our mind thinks of excuses all the time. In part, that's very true. Our, our mind naturally, Quinn, goes towards pleasure and away from pain, right? So when you want to have that discussion with your business partner or your love partner or your child or your anyone, and we don't have that conversation that we want to have with them, why is that? Because we don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. Right. Absolutely. So when, when we're headed, you know, when over the weekend, okay, on Monday, I'm going to pack my bags. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the, and do this. And you're literally driving to the gym. And what does your mind do? Oh, we don't need to go to the gym. <laughs> we didn't eat good today. Right. Our finger hurts. We didn't sleep good last night. <laughs> I feel a little sick. There's no parking there. There's no parking there. It's rush hour right now. It's Monday. It's chest day. Right. And you just, you make up all these excuses, but that, that excuses happens in our, in our thoughts, right? It's that voice in our head that talks us out of things. So that by itself, Quinn, is very complex. Our thoughts can keep us up late at night. Our thoughts can talk us out of things. And it's very complex. So then we get into the second layer, which is our emotions, our feelings, right? We talked about fear being a big one, you know, jealousy, anger, hatred, um, you know, a lot of different complex feelings that we have, you know, fear of failure stops people, fear of success, fear of the unknown, fear of death, all these different things. And that's just one emotion. So then, you know, if thoughts wasn't complex by itself, now we mix in emotions together, man, now we got a party on our hands because our thoughts can affect our emotions and our emotions can affect our thoughts. We can have a thought and all of a sudden we're in a crappy mood for a day or a week. Sometimes it happens for a long time, like depression. You're sad for a long time. So if those two aren't complex by itself, then we mix in the third one, which is your beliefs, right? What do you believe about things? And this is something that we hold very near and dear to our hearts. I believe this. Why is there so much going on right now with, uh, with politics and with this is right or that's wrong? Because that's what people hold near and dear to their hearts. I stand for this. I stand for this. This is what religion has taught me. This is what my parents taught me or non-religion or non-parents or upbringing. So our, our beliefs are something that we hold near and dear to our hearts. And it's very difficult for people to change their beliefs. And then, so now you throw in your beliefs in that mix. Woof, we got like a cocktail party on our hands, yeah. right? And then we mix in our actions, what it is that we actually do on a daily basis or don't do. And then the way that we're wired as human beings, right? So when we take all these five layers, and A, you master them, and you understand how they work for e with each other, how they work against each other, then you can understand how to have the layers of your mindset working for you like a freaking superpower, right? And, and it's, a, it's amazing. That's something that, that's the first thing we teach people when we start working with them, understanding the layers of the mindset. So it's not this abstract thing that they're just going for and, and thinking it's just they have to hustle harder and work double the hours. It's not about that. It's understanding how this works for you and against you. Because at the end of the day, if you're not doing what you want to be doing, whose fault is that? Is it your fault, Quinn? No. Is it my, it's your own fault, right? It's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's not your parents' fault. It's not your upbringing. It's not society. It's not politics. It's if you're not in shape and you want to be in shape, who's holding you back? You are. Just me. Right? That's it. So that's once you understand what is holding you back, that's when you really snip, you know, that thing that's been holding you back. And, and you can literally do anything you want. So how hard is it? You mentioned the beliefs uh, was one of your points. Mm -hmm. How hard is it? Because uh, I, I can picture somebody that believes something uh, to be true. How can we change their minds? Uh, I, for instance, I lived in Europe many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the biggest things there is uh, the soccer teams, right? So uh, if me and my friends, I personally... I was never fanatic, but I, I cheered for the team that my dad liked. Uh, right. Right. So I grew up like that. And so I cheered for his team, but I didn't care for it. Uh -huh. But my main priority was actually making fun of my friends' teams just to tease them. And 
uh, sometimes when actually things got serious, I used to remember that they believed and they liked that team so much that if there was a fault or, or, you know, somebody tripped somebody, they could not see that the referee was right or it was only, and the other side could only see there. So how can you deal in, in, of course, not in soccer related, but how can you deal with somebody believes something? Great question. So it's one thing, there's a, there's a quote, and I apologize, I don't remember who it is, but it says, you know, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, right? It might, be, it might have been Jefferson. Um, but that holds true, and that's your thought layer. And we know that. If you think you can or you think you can't, it's right. But when we get to if you believe you can or you believe you can't, that's a whole nother freaking level, right? So if, if I'm, and let's just use an example of, let's say, deadlifting, right, or squatting. If I think I can do it, there's, a, there's literally a better chance of me being able to complete it than if I think I can't do it, mm-hmm. right? If I believe I can't do it, man, you're starting way, way behind the ball, way behind the yeah. ball. I, I don't believe I can do it. Well, come on, Quinn, do it. I don't believe I can do it. Well, just get up there and do it, right? So now if you don't think you can, you don't believe you can, you don't feel that you can, Good luck, man. Yeah. Right. Good luck. So, you know, to answer your question more, more specifically, there's three different types of problems. And we talk about this in one of the trainings we'll do. I'll, I'll hook up your guys um, with the training with this and we do it for free just so you can understand what mindset is. And a lot of times people don't understand what mindset really is. So we, we explain this in the training. Yeah. But the way it works is, you know, once you understand how the layers work for you and against you, you can move past it. So there's three types of problems that everyone has. Okay. All your problems are broken down into three things, barriers, blocks, and blind spots. So a barrier is a problem where, you know, you have this problem, you know, it's a problem that you know how to overcome. You don't need my help for it. For example, Quinn, let's say you forget my birthday, right? Oops, I forgot it. Right. First off, shame on you. Uh, second, uh, just kidding. Uh, you know what, but the solution to that is write it down, put it in your phone, put it in your calendar, right? So you don't need my help for that. It's a problem that you've come across before, hopefully not too many times. And you know, the solution for it and you just do that solution. You don't need my help. The second one is a block and a blocks like a big old brick wall. Okay. So you want to overcome this brick wall, but you haven't been able to do it yet. So let's say, for example, you know, let's say you have a fear of failing or your time management's not good, right? And you want to overcome this problem. You're reading book, reading, you're reading books, you're listening to podcasts, you're journaling, you're meditating, you're doing all these different things to overcome it. You might get some traction and progress, but the problem is still there. You haven't been able to fully overcome this problem. That's a block, okay? The block is the brick wall is still there. You might jump up, you might scrape your nails, you might scrape your arms, but you haven't fully got over this problem yet. The third one is the one that causes a lot of damage, which is a blind spot. And a blind spot's called a blind spot for a reason, because we don't know where the problem, we don't know A, what the problem is, we don't know where it comes from, we don't know the origins of it, the root of it. So in your example, you know, people are just turning a blind eye, I think is a better example than a soccer game because it's not, they're just probably drinking and having a good yeah. time and, and they don't want to, they don't want to believe that it's their home team. And even when they watch the replay, you know, they're still arguing, come on ref, did you see it? But in real life, like Quinn, I've tried everything, you know, I've read books, I've done journaling. I know my time management, it can't get any better. Like, I don't know where it comes. Like, it's just, it's not, that's not the problem. And a lot of times when we, when we talk to people, the problem that they talk about is the surface level problem, right? Mm-hmm. What they feel, the symptom of it. But once we dig in a little bit deeper and get to the root of the problem, we understand where it comes from so we can attack it at its root. So a good analogy is like, you know, if you break your knee, for example, if you break your knee, some people, if you go to a kid or, or someone and they wrap it up in, in a bandage, they might think it's going to feel good. If they put a bandaid on it, they might yeah. think it's going to feel good, but it's not, you got to, you got to go inside and fix it at the root. Cause if you don't fix it, what's going to happen? You're going to have hip problems. You're going to have ankle problems. 
It's going to mend the wrong way. So our mindset is the same thing as our physical health. If there's an issue up here that's being holding ourselves back and we don't address it properly, can your time management affect your finances? Yes. Can your time management affect your physical health? Yes. Oh, yeah. Can your mental health affect your relationships? Yes. Can your purpose affect your, um, your, your career? Absolutely. So they're all intertwined like this, but once you understand how to separate them and look at it from the top down, then you can really work on it and you can figure out a what's zapping the performance and b how do we get more performance out of it does that make sense oh yeah yeah that's super interesting i meant to ask you how how hard or how easy is it to do that it takes time right yeah. a lot of people when they go to um i don't want to mention any, any names here but um, when they go to an event and they spend five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars and they're jumping up and down on stage, right? And 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 they'll say, Okay, Quinn, what is it that you want to overcome? Well, you know, I've had a fear of failing my whole life. All right, well, you need to change your state. You need to change your state. You need to change your state. And then the fog machine comes up and the music comes up and the laser lights come on, and then you sit back down. Does that really help you figure out why the heck you've had the time management or or a fear of failing this whole time? No, you didn't become yeah. this way in a freaking weekend bender seminar, you're not gonna get fixed by going to a seminar. You didn't become this way walking on fire. You're not gonna get fixed walking on fire. You didn't become this way listening to a podcast or reading a book. You're not gonna get fixed that way. So it takes time. Um, when we work with individuals, there's three things that you need to be able to overcome the problem at its root, okay? Yeah. So number one, you need to have expert guidance. And what does that mean? Expert guidance does not mean personal experience. And nowadays online, there's a stigmata going around that like, as long as you can position yourself knowing more, more than someone else, you're an expert. Bullshit, excuse my language, yeah. right? And a lot of people are like, well, I was in a crappy relationship, now I'm in a good relationship, so I'm a relationship expert. Oh, you're not, you're in a, you're in a bad relationship, man, or woman, right? Or you got these 26-year-old, 27-year-old kids and, and even 30s, you know, and saying, I'm a life coach. I got, I got nothing wrong with any person, any human being that is trying to help out another human being, whether it's in their life, in their relationship, shoveling snow, whatever, right? More power to you. But when you claim you're an expert in something that you're not, I got a problem with that. I got a big problem with that because we see this all the time. We see people that go to someone I went to a life coach and I went, well, what'd you go for it? We just did an interview um, with a gal inside of our, in our Facebook group, the art and science of mindset mastery. Um, and in there, you know, when we work with individuals, we, we really get deep into what they've done, what they haven't done, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And she went to someone. And the only reason I'm sharing this is because she shared it with me on a live uh, interview. She said, I went to a coach. I said, well, what's their background? She said, well, they work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I said, I know, but what's their background? What's their training? Well, they've worked, well, this guy worked with a lot of athletes. And when, when they're beating around the question, I know they don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, well, what did you go there for? What was the thing, what was the, what was the problem or the issue or concern you were trying to overcome? She said, well, I've always had self-confidence issues. And I went there because I wanted to help with my self-confidence. Well, how'd it go? She said, awful. What happened? She said, halfway through his course, this guy pulled me aside and literally started yelling at me and raising his voice because I wasn't having the level of progress and the results that other people were having. And I was going to mess up his stats. Like, dude, shame on you, right? Shame on you. You got someone that's coming in that let down their guards that has a problem with freaking self-confidence and you're yelling at them. You think that's going to help them out? It's going to break them down. So we see a lot of this where people go to other things, other people, and they try to fix something and the other person's not qualified and they come here. So for myself, I'll be the first one to tell you, Quinn, I am not an expert when it comes to psychology. I'm an expert in business and marketing and, and working with processes and people. My Victoria, the gal I talked to five years ago, a couple years ago, I said, hey, uh, you know, what is all this going on? The brain wizard. She's my partner now. She's an expert when it comes to the psychology part. She has her master's degree. She's a psychotherapist, licensed psychotherapist in Arizona. She yeah. helps other clinical, she's a clinical supervisor where she helps other therapists get their licenses. She's been doing this for 10,000 plus hours. Like this is what she does. 
So when people come in, they have to work with an expert. And to add to that, if, if someone goes onto YouTube and they watch an expert, let's say a psychotherapist or a mechanic or whatever, right? There's value in learning from an expert, but that's not enough. Information alone is not enough. And so what you need is a secondary part, which is understanding and being able to ask questions, getting genuine support. So if, if Victoria just told me all this stuff and she just preached and I didn't have an, an opportunity to ask questions, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Am I understanding it right? Am I understanding what you're telling me? Am I answering the questions right? Like, am I getting this right? So the secondary piece of it is you have to have genuine support, real authentic, genuine support. And then, so when you have those two things, great, but you also need a third thing, which has got to have accountability. You have to have accountability. I know for yourself, Quinn, you're, uh, you're a grandmaster Amazon seller, right? So if I were to listen to you and you just tell me, hey, this is what you need to do in Amazon, but I can ask you any questions. Yeah, I'm going to learn a lot by, by hearing you, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a whole nother level if I can ask you questions, yeah, right? And it's over the shoulder. Yeah, like literally it's shoulder to shoulder. And it's going to be a whole nother level above and beyond that if you're going to check up on me every single day, right? And, and make sure I'm doing the work. So those three things, you have to have expert guidance, genuine support, and accountability, right? You have to have those things. And if you don't, and if you think about it, if you're not where you want to be in life, it's probably because you didn't have those three things growing up in anything, right? If you're not where you want to be, did you have expert guidance growing up? Did you have support? Did you have accountability? And if one of those things are missing, it's not going to be the same as if you had it in the first place. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. So there is a process to it. It's not just, you got it. You're going to download a PDF and then all of a sudden you're Superman. There's a process. We didn't become this way overnight. There's a process to unwind. When we work with individuals, it takes us eight weeks and we're very, 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 very hands-on the way we do it. We're with them on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. We're checking their work. We're making sure we're helping them identify the barriers, the blocks and the blind spots or else it's a blind spot for a reason. Yeah. Um, that's, those are amazing points. I, uh, I'm interested. I, I'm going to hopefully try to learn a bit more and I'm going to start doing my walks just like you said it's yeah man and i don't mean to preach to anyone like if it speaks to anyone awesome if it helps one person out awesome you know i, I that's i'm a place of i don't know nothing right i the, i told you when i started the older that i get the less i know and, and i'm not here to tell people you should uh walk or you should meditate or you should work out or you should breathe right i think all those things are excellent things to do don't get me wrong but what i'm here to say is the thing that you're not doing, that you want to be doing. Let's get you doing that, right? I'm not telling you what to do, but the thing that you want to do, Quinn or whoever's listening, and you're not doing that, well, why is that? So if we get, if we get over that, then you're like, you know what, I'm happy. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of people come to us and they say, I want to be happy. Well, what the heck does happiness mean, right? What does happiness mean? Happiness is different to you, Quinn. Right, right now than when you were 18 years old, I'm sure. Uh, com- yes, it's <laughs> right? not even comparable. Yeah. You know, happiness is different in Jamaica and Jerusalem and Japan and Hong Kong and East Coast and West Coast and freaking happiness was different when you were at 40 degrees underneath, right? 40 below, <laughs> 40, you know, it's different. it changes. And, and I think because we are in the business of happiness, I've broken happiness down to three things. And I want you to let me know if you agree with me or not, okay? Number one, you are happy when you are progressing in one or more aspect of your life. That's important to you. So for you, let's say you want to have better time management. That's that's what's important to you, Quinn. Or you want your purpose to get better. Or you want your finances to get better. Whatever is important to you. Mm -hmm. And you're able to, to make that happen. You're walking around like, oh yeah, life is good. I'm Quinn, get out my way. Life is good, right? Because you're able to do what you want to do. Do you agree with that? Of course, yes. Great. The second part of this, the, the caveat to this is that you won't be happy. You will be borderline freaking miserable, not you, anyone, if you cannot overcome the thing that you want to overcome. So let's say you have an anger issue. Let's say you, you can't align with being authentic to yourself. Let's say, you know, you have a fear of failing, whatever. And you want to overcome that. 
and you're trying, you're busting your butt, you're reading books, you're listening to podcasts, you're doing all these things and you want to overcome it, but you still haven't been able to do it. It's a block still. That's going to keep you from being happy. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay, cool. The third one, my friend, this one sometimes stings. And it's this. You will not be happy. You will be borderline miserable. Not you, anyone. If you continue to do things to make other people happy in lieu of you being happy in the first place. So a lot of people, they do things to make their kids happy, mm -hmm. right? They keep doing things. Their kid's born. They're following their kids around. Their kids grow up. Kids grow up. They, they move out. Now all of a sudden they're 40, 50 years old. They're like, well, shit, what about me? I've been doing all this thing for my kids. Or people are doing things for their spouses. And they keep giving and keep giving and keep giving. Or they're helping homeless people out. Or they're, or they're helping out their family and friends. And they're just give. But they're not happy internally. Right? We don't become happy by doing external things. We become happy by getting our internal world dialed in. So a lot of times people think like, well, I just want to help other people out. Well, yeah, because it makes sense. When we help other people out, we feel good about ourselves temporarily. Yeah. It's not a long-term happiness. So we have to be careful when, we, when we're doing things for other people. Now, please don't misconstrue what I'm saying as don't go and do things for your family and your friends. Like, absolutely, right? The right time and the right place. But if we see a trend, if we see a pattern of doing things for other people and inside, you know, on the outside, you got this smile, but on the inside, you don't got that smile. That's, that's a reason for it. So we got to be careful of, you know, what we're chasing to, to make us happy. And sometimes people take the shortcut route, which is, you know, when they're getting stressed out, when tensions are high, when, when things are happening, they go and they do what? They eat something that tastes good, right? They smoke a J, they pop a pill, they smoke a cigarette, they have an alcoholic beverage, they have a shot, they take a nap, they have sex, they watch porn, they forget about it, whatever. And those things in the moment, yes, they feel good. They might feel good to you. But once that high wears off, once that pill wears off, once you wake up and you're no longer drunk, once that nap is no longer there, then what? You're back to freaking square one. So we got to make sure we don't do that because we're just, we're just doing this. We're just putting it on top of, or we're just building it on top of each other and we're, we're not getting to the root. And so it's putting more band-aids on the problem. Whereas just get to the root, man. Get to the root and let's solve the problem. Let's fix that broken knee at the root and you don't have any problems anymore. Yeah. That's... That's amazing, Raza. Wow. Cool, man. I don't want to be dumping on you, but I, I, I'm passionate. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying good, it. Good, good. Let you talk because uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, I appreciate it. Fantastic. Anything else? Any, any questions for me? Anything coming up or any, anything uh, that you think uh, your listeners normally, will benefit from? I normally ask people um, what, what has been a, a book that they read that changed their life. Actually, I'm tempted to ask you, when are you going to write a book? To change other people's lives, um, it's it's in the works. Um, okay, it is in the works. Um, and as far as a book that's changed my life, I I couldn't tell you just one book. I'm always reading. Um, I just got done reading um, Ray Dalio's book, Principles. Great book. I'm reading a book right now, Mindfulness. Um, Stand like Lincoln, um, or Speak like Lincoln. Stand like Churchill or stand like Churchill, speak like Lincoln. And I'm always reading books. And actually, I can give you, a, instead of dropping any titles, I can tell you what I do that actually I absolutely love, which is in my, in my iPhone, in the Reminders app, right? What I do is when I, when I talk to people and we get on the subject of books, I ask them, well, what's a, what's a book that you recommend? And when they give me the recommendation, I put it right in that Reminders and I put next to it the person's name. And so I have this huge list. It's probably like 50 plus right now. And then depending on what I feel like and what my mood is and where I'm at in my life, I grab one of those books off my virtual, um, my bookshelf, I read it. And then I go back to the person months later and say, Hey man, I read this book. And then I kind of talk about it. So I'm going to flip this question around on you, Quinn. Um, what is one book that you recommend that I would read? And it could just be any book. It doesn't need to be the one book. It could be that one book that, you know, it stands out to you. Oh, you got me there. 
I don't know how, how much you read, and a lot of people have read this. I'm probably the, the, the one that got late to it, and is um, Nine Habits of Highly Successful People. Successful people. Yes, I've read that great book. Okay. Great book. Um, yeah, so you know, anything, uh, Napoleon Hill, anything he does is great. You know, all the, the, the greats um, that have written books. Um, you know, Extreme Ownership was a great book. Um, Mr. Uh, Jocko Wilkins uh, wrote. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a student of life. You know, I'm, I'm always reading and I'm always trying to take, and I don't read any books about wizards and freaking fiction. And that's, it just doesn't, doesn't fill up my cup, you know, and not to say that, uh, you know, I know a lot of people get benefit out of it, but I, I want something different than that. And it's just the way I'm primed. I have a kind of a addictive personality. And so I, I, I aim it towards the things that are going to help me out and benefit me. And, um, you know, I, I do my morning rituals, I do my nighttime rituals and that's when I read and it just works out for me, but it's not that one book that ever sticks out to me. Yeah. It's all great. You mentioned your, your rituals. Uh, you want to touch on those? What, what is your morning ritual? Sure. So, uh, and I know we got into this and I don't know where the conversation is going to go. I said, let's, let's kind of ad lib and, and go anywhere, but absolutely my, my morning rituals, I do, um, three things. I do my brain training. I do my body training and then I do my, um, my, my business training. Okay. So I break it up into, um, those categories. And so when I first wake up, um, uh, for my brain training, I do number one, I set an intention for the day, right? And I visualize how I want the day to go. Um, I do a 10 minute, um, uh, active meditation. I have this device. Uh, you guys can look it up. It's called Muse. It's a headband that you wear and it actually measures your brain activity. And so it tells you, it, it's pretty cool. Just look it up on Amuse uh, meditation headbands. Um, and so I do it with that. Sometimes I do it without, uh, without it. Sometimes I do it with it. And then I try to read for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, depending on what I'm getting into and, um, you know, how it's, how it's doing for me. And then I get into my journals. Um, and so I do this all digital. Um, I used to have, you know, paper stuff, but I think journal digital, I don't, I can't make any excuses. I don't have, it's always on me no matter what. So I do three things that I'm, that I'm grateful for or thankful for in the mornings. I do um, three positive affirmations or beliefs or brags, or I'm awesome because of this, right? Just things that's going to build me up. And then, you know, I, I do three things that I need to kind of confess or, acknowledge, you know, release kind of negative beliefs that I have about something. Um, and, and those don't come up as much anymore, but I have an avenue for that as well. And then um, that's, that's my brain training. And at the end of the day, right, I have a commitment to mastery. And, and mastery, I think, in anything that we do is when it gets really good. And, and mastery is, you know, you got to show up like your freedom is on the other side of this and anything that you do you know, in your business and your life and your relationships. Um, if you knew that you had to go and fight for your life, right? Like back in the day, gladiator, right? One person walks in and one person dies. How would you show up to that? Right? How would you show up to that? You don't, you don't half-ass it. You don't dabble in it. So if we live life like that, I think everything changes. So, you know, your freedom deserves your total commitment. You know, your clients deserve your total commitment. So then I think about what beliefs do I need to be able to get me there? And then I kind of have, you know, uh, uh, affirmations that I go through and it's just short and sweet of, of how I want to be. So that's my, that's my brain training. And then I get into body training, you know, growing up, I was a wrestler of seven years. I beat my body up and no longer, you know, lifting heavy. So I just kind of go through some old man training that I call it, right? You know, just making yeah. sure everything's working still and shoulder rolls and all that stuff. And again, to kind of my business training, um, which is, you know, what, what's my goals? What's my weekly goal? What's my daily goal? What's my monthly goal? My quarterly goal and my yearly goal? And I just, this stuff happens very quickly, right? I just kind of glance at it. It's in my calendar. I have about 30 minutes. I just glance at it and, and that's my morning. And at nighttime, I just kind of slow it down. I get off the computer. I get off the phone. Um, I read something. I try to do it on um, paper copy. So my eyes get tired and then I wrap up the night and you know, that's, that's what I do. It's nothing fancy, but it just works for me. Um, I think as at the end of the day, you want to set yourself up for success. 
a lot of people, I want to be a morning person. Well, listen, if you're not a morning person, <laughs> quit going uphill, right? Quit going yeah. uphill. If you wake up at nine o'clock and that's when you operate and you want to go to bed at midnight, do that, right? And I hate these people that are like, oh, you got to wake up early. 4.30 in the morning is when you got to get up. No, man. If it doesn't work, it keeps getting earlier and earlier when you see the, the motivational people that, oh yeah, you have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. What? Yeah. yeah. Early used to be five. Have you heard of the book Extreme Owner, uh, Ownership by Jocko? Uh, ex no. So he's a, he's a, uh, and I love the guy. I don't want to talk any crap. I, I absolutely love the guy. Um, and so he's just this mean, not, he just sounds like this. And he's a Navy SEAL. Uh, he used to be officer in the Navy SEAL. Um, and he's a badass. The guy's a freaking badass. You look at him and you're like, you just, you don't want to mess with this guy. Yeah. And so he wrote this book called extreme owner, uh, extreme ownership. Great book. He has a podcast, great podcast. And, but the reason I bring him up is because on his Instagram page, the only thing that he does is he takes a, he takes a picture of his watch every morning and it's at four 30 in the morning. And if he wakes up at four 32, He's, he didn't get after it, right? And it's, it's awesome because, you know, he's just, he's so on it and that's his time, but it works for him, right? Yeah. That works for him. It doesn't mean if you start waking up at 4.30, life is going to be freaking peaches and cream. That's not the way it works, right? So, so the only thing I say is it's lifestyle by design. Design your lifestyle to what works for you. You know, if you have four kids, it's different than someone that has no kids. If you have six dogs, it's different than someone that doesn't have any dogs, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you live in... in Northern and Northern Canada, right? It's different. It's just different. So you can't, well, you can't mimic what other people do. You got to stay true and authentic to yourself and what works for you and keep doing that. Life is all good and keep refining yourself. 1% better. What did I learn yesterday that I can refine my process today? We're not trying to change the world overnight. You're not going to lose 50 pounds and put on 60 pounds of muscle and make a million dollars overnight. It's not going to happen. Surprise. So just refinement game and enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. And I think that's all I got for you, sir. Awesome. I, I love that 1% growth. It's, it's uh, so, so awesome that, that, you know, 1%, if you fall, try to go for the 1%, 100 days from now, you're doubled. Yeah. Right? There's, a, uh, there's a method called a Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N, the Kaizen method. Um, and the Kaizen method is, is all about that which is, and you can look it up, to, you know, there's a Japanese, um, started, it has Japanese uh, origins and Toyota used it for their um, production line. When it says you don't want to try to change things 5, 10, 15, 20%, it's 1%. And as long as you keep doing that, it's a lot better than trying to like, if you try to make change 20% better in one thing and you're not doing it, oh crap, I failed, yeah. right? And so like uh, Pat Riley, you know, Pat Riley is the, he's like an amazing coach. He, he coached Jordan and Pippen uh, when, when they became Michael Jordan, when they became champions and all that. So he's, he's a, he's a world renowned coach. And he says, when people come to me, I teach them the basics, how to put on your socks the proper way, how to put on your shoes the proper way. And when you shoot your free throws, when people come to my team, I don't tell them, come on, Quinn, you need to shoot 25% better. You suck. It's, Hey, let's just make you better by 1% because it's very easy to get that 1%. And when you do that, guess what? Great job, Quinn. Excellent work, let's do it again. But if you don't get that 25%, what works? Oh man, you're, I'm a failure, I suck, I didn't do it. I'm letting my coach down. So it's a very good philosophy. I live, by my, I live my life by that very heavily. Uh, it's a cool thing, look it up. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing concept and, and uh, ideology, I believe, or theory or whatever they call it. I wrote it down. I wrote it down, and I have a few things. And the other day, when we were talking, I have another thing written down. Uh, a movie to check out. It's not related to this, but it's the Idiocracy movie. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, if um, if people that are listening to us, if they want to find you, if the where where can they find you? How can they? Sure. Talk to you. Um, the best place where we hang out the most um, is on our Facebook group. Um, it's called the Art and Science of Mindset Mastery. So if they just look that up on Facebook, if they're not on Facebook, Quinn, um, I want, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant, but I'm not because I'm just a real person. You know, they can always send me an email as well. If I can help any single person out, uh, by all means, send in my email as reza at mindsetperformancetraining.com. 
Um, if I can help you out, great. If it's just a conversation, great. I try to get back. I read all my emails. It might take me a little bit while, depending on what's in queue. I do, I do read and, and write back to my emails, uh, people emailing me. Um, but if, if people enjoyed this, and I took a lot of bits and pieces on what we teach, right? And, and there's five shifts that our clients make. Every, every single one of our clients make to be able to overcome the things that hold them back psychologically. And so we do a, a, a free training within our group. So if they're not on Facebook, if you know, there's, there's some people still not on Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, if they're not on Facebook, we set up a unique link for your, your people to be able to get that training and it's absolutely free. Um, and if they go to, I think the, the URL we set up is just go to mindsetperformancetraining.com forward slash fail fast, all one word, fail fast. And then we'll take them to that training, sign up for it. And they'll, they'll understand what mindset really is aside from all this hoopla and this abstract talk. And I think it'll benefit them, but you know, I hope this is beneficial for you. And uh, I, I appreciate your time and, and having me on your show. Um, it's been an honor and a, and a privilege connecting with you, sir. Honor is all mine. And thank you very much for, for the free training. I'll, uh, I'll check it out. I'll do it myself as well. Awesome. And get some headphones, cup of water, and uh, something to write on and see what you learn. And, and hopefully you take some golden nuggets away from it. And uh, you'll, you'll learn a lot about mindset and why things work and why they don't work on the training for sure. Awesome. Thank you, Reza. I'll see you around. I'll be, I'm on your Facebook group. So we'll, uh, we'll keep ch chatting. Cool, man. It's been a pleasure and an honor. I appreciate you. Stay warm up there. I'm going to try to send you some sun uh, from yes. sunny Arizona down yes, there. And, uh, if you're ever in Arizona, let me know. We'll, We'll grab a cup of tea and or coffee or wine or beer, whatever you're drinking, and we'll we'll hang out and um, it'd be a pleasure to meet you, meet you and connect with you. Will do. Thank Have you a, so much, Reza. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you.